0: 50k KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments Program. I'm Gary Duncan, your host. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And today we welcome back our favorite apostle, St. Peter, of St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Uh,
1: you know, Gary, I know I know you talk about it as a moment on the lighter side. And I know we usually engage in a little levity in our conversations. We try to add a little humor from time to time, Peter. But But for this episode, I'd like to keep our discussion on a more
0: serious. Ooh, I I hope something distressing hasn't happened to your life, Peter.
1: Oh, no, no, not at all. I I mean, other than the usual struggles and frustrations that we all face in our lives. But, but, you know, the last few weeks we've been dealing with John chapter 6, the the feeding of the 5,000 there. Uh, But our text takes a rather tragic turn today. And what tragic turn is that, Peter? Well, uh, read for yourself what it says in John, chapter
0: 6, uh, verse 52. Okay, John 6, verse 52. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? You know, I hope I've made it perfectly clear that Jesus is
1: quite capable of dealing with all our doubts and questions. I'm not saying doubts and questions are a good thing. Uh, Indeed, they are sin, But but, but remember, Jesus Christ said, "I, I come not for the righteous, but the sinner. If we bring our doubts and concerns to Jesus, he who is able to raise the dead is quite able to help our spiritual weakness. The tragic turn in the text here of John chapter six is this up to this point. The crowds have grumbled about Jesus' words and about eating his body and doing all that. They've grumbled about Jesus' words, but now they do something different. They dispute his words. So what's the difference between grumbling and disputing? As we said previously, I believe grumbling is just another word for doubting. The crowd was having trouble grasping Jesus' words about him being the bread of life, but at least they were still listening to him. But disputing is to do more than
0: doubt. Uh, dispute is, is to argue, to deny, to affirm the contrary. So you're saying at this point they were doing more than just questioning what Jesus had to say. They were beginning to outwardly deny what he was saying. Uh, of course, even denial is something Jesus can deal with,
1: at least if we keep coming and listening to Jesus. But such disputing often leads to a consequence that leaves even Jesus helpless. Read what happens next in verse 66 of John 6.
0: After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him.
1: Now don't misunderstand me. It's not that Jesus stopped loving these people when they left him. No, he loved them very much. He shed a tear, I think, at their departure. Nor did this cause him to alter his plans. He would continue to go to Jerusalem and die on the cross, giving his life as a ransom for many, including these very people who had walked away. Uh, Indeed, uh, the story will have a happy ending for some of them. On the day of Pentecost, they will again hear the words of Jesus, this time through my preaching. Many of them would come to faith that day and again, walk with Jesus. But at this moment, they had put themselves in a very dangerous position by separating themselves from the the life-giving word of our Lord and Savior.
0: Peter, I read ahead, and I I think we've come to a very wise statement that you have been talking about uh, the last few weeks. Yes, that's right. The last few weeks, I I said we had
1: the wisest thing that that ever came out of my mouth. And it requires no explanation either. Uh, Read it if you would, Gary, from John 6, verse 67 and
0: following. Okay, I'll do that. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. You have the words of eternal life. Last
1: week, Gary, you asked me, how can we have faith? Well, there's your answer. It's as simple as that. All you need to do is what you're doing now. Just keep listening to the words of Jesus Christ. Now, remember, you might not always feel that faith working, And it is certainly nothing you have control over. Rather the Holy Spirit will work faith when and where it pleases Him. But I do believe God spoke the truth when He said, My word will not return to me empty, but will accomplish the purpose for which I sent it, providing seed for the sower and bread for the
0: hungry. You know, Peter, the scriptures make a, a good point there. If you're looking for the seed to produce a crop of faith, the seed to sow is God's word. And if you're hungry and looking for faith, there's not better food to feed on than the bread of Jesus' word.
1: For to feed on the word of Jesus is to feed on Jesus himself. As he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So, as I've been talking about the last few weeks, the wisest statement I ever made was to direct all men to the words of Jesus Christ, for his words are the words of eternal life. But that also brings me to the
0: most foolish thought I ever had. <laughs> and and weren't you proud of me? I haven't brought that up yet, Peter. I, I am proud of you, Gary. <laughs> but since you have, what <laughs> foolishness are you talking about? Well, you know, Gary, thanks for, for not
1: embarrassing me. Faith is so simple. You, you just listen to the words of Jesus and let his spirit work faith as it pleases him. But I, like so many men... Thought there needed to be more. Oh, I believe Jesus' words might suffice for the faith of some men, but I wanted a greater faith than the others. That, I thought, would require more than just Jesus' words. It would require a greater commitment on my part. And you know where this foolishness led? It's a classic story, but perhaps worth reviewing in the context of John chapter 6. <laughs>
0: You know, we have indeed covered this story before, but what gospel would you like me to read from? Well, let's do Mark chapter 14. After all, you know, I was the source
1: for much of Mark's material, and I think he does a good job of emphasizing my uh, (laughs) foolishness. And now remember the context here is that Jesus has just said to all of us that we were going to fall away, just like the crowd had in John
0: 6. But now read my reply. To Jesus' words. Okay, Mark 14, verse 29. Uh, Peter said to him, "'Even though they all fall away, "'I will not.'" And Jesus said to him, Truly, I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But Peter said emphatically, If I must die with you, I will not deny you. Now, what did I tell you, Gary?
1: (laughs) If you you want faith, you should just simply listen to Jesus. But instead, I did exactly what the crowd did in John chapter 6. I disputed Jesus' words. I didn't just question them or doubt them, but I denied them. What I should have done was simply listen and confess that he was right. I was nothing more
0: than a poor, miserable sinner like a bunch of us. You know, it's interesting that you use the word confess here. My understanding is that the word confess means simply to repeat what you've heard. (laughs) That is so scary. And you know, isn't
1: that what faith does? The Bible says we are sinners and therefore we confess our sins. The Bible says Jesus gave his life for sinners and therefore we confess him who suffered, died and rose again for us sinners. So as long as we're hearing the words of Jesus Christ, we know we are hearing the words that will bring us eternal life, as I said. In fact, Gary, let me just give you a brief illustration of the life-given power of Jesus' word. Oh, okay, please do so. And if you don't mind, I'll use you for my guinea pig. Wait, wait a second, Peter. No, 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 don't don't, don't worry, Gary. This won't hurt. I'm not going to give you any shots or anything. But, but just answer my questions, okay? When Jesus says, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me shall not hunger. What does he mean? Well, it's just like he says. He simply means we should believe in him. And, and what is Jesus talking about when he says, the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh?
0: He's obviously talking about how he was going to give up his life on the cross to bring forgiveness to all men.
1: And finally, what's he talking about when he says, whoever feeds on the flesh
0: and drinks my blood has eternal life? Again, he's talking about having faith in him, and it would seem to me he's also alluding to the Lord's Supper where Jesus' disciples of all ages are invited to eat his body and drink his blood for the forgiveness of our sins.
1: You see, you understand these statements so easily, and yet these are the very statements that the finest minds in Jerusalem were unable to comprehend. Now, now how can that be? that the wise of the world are confused by these words, and yet a simpleton like yourself can grasp
0: them so easily. Hey, wait, (laughs) Peter, didn't you say we were going to keep this serious? What's with that insult? (laughs) I'm sorry, Gary. I guess I'm just so used to our little
1: banter. It's hard to break old habits. <laughs>
0: okay, well, well I, I forgive you, Peter, and uh, your point is well taken, though. There's no way any man can understand and also have faith by his own reason or strength. Faith only comes as the Spirit gives it through the word of Jesus Christ. And that does bring up one last quick point. If
1: In and, and that final verse uh, that we just read, I believe Jesus purposely made
0: it harder for the crowds to believe. I I don't understand. How does words of Jesus, whoever feed on the flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, make that harder on the crowd? Well, you know, up to this point, Jesus used the word eats, right? Whoever eats,
1: a word that everyone understands can be taken figuratively. You know, our bills eat us up. Uh, We eat it up when someone praises us. But the word feeds that Jesus uses here. It's very crude. It it means to gnaw and chew on.
0: It's never used figuratively. And what's even worse, though, is he talks about gnawing on his flesh. It almost sounds like he's uh, exhorting us to be cannibals. Oh, and even more shockingly, he says, drink his blood. And you know, the Jews were strictly forbidden to drink blood of any kind. And that makes it sound like he wants us to be vampires. Now, I, I know what Jesus means here, but why would he choose language that obviously was going to offend his listeners. Because they'd already rejected him. Since
1: they had disputed him and would now leave him, he left them with a word... That was even more difficult for them to comprehend. But again, why would he do that? Because they wanted to grasp these things on their own. And as a result, they would deny and and leave him even as I did for a while. Trust me, it was also very hard for me to hear Jesus' words that I would deny him. But he was trying to remind me and trying to remind them that if we are to be his followers, he is the one who chooses us. And he is the one who gives us faith. And he is the one who gives us the understanding that we need. All we need to do was simply listen
0: to his words. And you did that, Peter. You did listen to his words as he said to you three times, feed my sheep. And in those three
1: words, repeated three times, I understand Jesus had forgiven my three denials. In those words, I knew Jesus had restored me as his disciple and
0: apostle. As you said, Peter, for these words of Jesus had become the words of eternal life. Thank you for your discussion of John chapter 6, and thank you for reminding all of us faith is not something we can do on our own, but it is the gift of Jesus. It's promised when we hear his words. And, you know, you
1: can be sure Jesus will always keep his promises. I look forward to talking to you again, Gary.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks, Peter. I look forward to talking to you as well. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.